Good morning. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie. Every Friday here on 1150 AM KKNW, we will be introducing you to fascinating people, fun places to visit, and activities that are guaranteed to lift your spirits. Do you know who lifted my spirits this week? Uh, let's see here. It wasn't me, although, I mean, I wasn't a little bit in spirit, I guess, but maybe it wasn't It me. was you. Oh, it was. It was <laughs> All day I was going to text you on Halloween <laughs> go, what the heck are you? And then you posted a picture. I did. I was a... Uh, not too early or not too late on, on explaining what it was, but I always kind of keep it secret until the day of. But I ended up being Cocaine Bear, if everyone is familiar with the movie. <laughs> so I dressed up in a bear outfit and threw some flour on my face. Yes, folks, it's not real. It's a costume. It's not, <laughs> it's not real. And uh, I don't know. It was just a silly movie that, like, ah, it's a pretty good idea. So I went with it, and I ended up uh, winning here at, at the radio station. So it was a good time. <laughs> and what was the bag for Full of cocaine? What do you mean? Yes. What? <laughs> Dina, really? <laughs> it's like, okay, I saw the cute bear. I've been I've been busy. But I like that. But I just it flashbacks of me cutting your hair might have uh, been two years ago in studio. Yeah, that was wild. And then when you were the stay puff marshmallow guy for Ghostbusters, is that right? Yeah, but I was like a rapper version. I was S Puff. <laughs> so I like lost all my And then my when weight. you you glued Skittles all over your body. Oh, Skitt okay, so Skittles Pox Boy. <laughs> yep, Skittles Pox Boy. <laughs> But uh, yes, no, I mean, if you haven't seen the movie, you have to see the movie. The red bag in the picture it, when I posted it, that's basically what the drugs were in when they uh, fell out of the plane on the drug runners. Oh. And then the bear got it and ended up having a good time with it himself. <laughs> so you got to see the well, movie. I'll, I'll tell you, I dressed up with Emma and Ethan. They're my grandchildren. Mm -hmm. And we went to a party here on the island. And I'm like this wicked old witch, whatever. And we're just sitting there. No one recognizes me. Ethan's taller than me, so he looks like he's dating me. Nice. <laughs> and then he goes, Grandma, this is a mom party. And let's get <laughs> out of here. <laughs> Moms with little kids and grandma's dancing all by themselves. Nice. I'm like, oh, well, let's, let's get out of here. It works so out. I did dress up. <laughs> well, welcome, everybody. Joining us is my co-host, Aunt. Anthony Mana. Good morning, Anthony. Good morning to you, Dina Marie. How are you doing? Um, well, I'm I'm on island. I don't do Zoom very often, so this is kind of, you know, my fifth time doing the show, but it's nice. It's nice not to have to leave in the dark. So yeah. I'm doing pretty good. Um, I'm just gonna split explain to the the listeners that Anthony will be doing the first Friday with me. And we've been uh together for over three years now. I interviewed him. Uh, for his book, Lucas and the Game of Chance, September 2020, can't believe it. And then we befriended each other and we've been talking every week for three years. And it's almost like our church. So we look forward to talking and I just enjoy every moment I have with Anthony. And he started writing pieces about my book, Our Energy Matters. Do you want to talk about that, Anthony? Well, I mean, there I was, I plunged right in. I mean, after you interviewed me for my children's book, Lucas and the Game of Chance, and you started talking about the spiritual characteristics of the of the character meeting up with a snake, you know, and it was it, it was just it really caught my attention. And I thought, 
who is this lady? And uh, then I found out that you that you have you have written a book, uh, Our Energy Matters. And I thought, energy, what kind of energy does she talk? Anyway, I just one thing led to another. We started talking. I bought your book. I became um, just totally engrossed in aspects of life that really I didn't know about. I had, I mean, I heard the word chakra or chakra, as you say, you know, and uh, I mean, of course I, I know what energy is, but I thought energy was gonna be like my blender. You know, I mean, I have no idea what you were talking about, you know, spiritual energy really in so many ways. And so I just plunged in and I started writing and uh, I just let myself go, you know, uh, because I've gone through many stages of my life as a writer. I mean, I spent many years, you know, in universities. And so in order to keep my job, I had to write, you know, professional academic articles. And uh, and some of them were very interesting because I did research in classrooms with teachers whom I loved and their kids, you know. So but but then all of a sudden I, I went off to Greece for a couple of years and came back with their stories they're ancient stories that uh, I started in a, self, in a sense reimagining with my colleagues from Greece. So I wasn't ripping them off, you know, but I was, you know, asking their, their permission if I could bring their stories and write, write with them. So we, we, we co-wrote, you know, so here I am in front of you now on this very <laughs> day, you know, and uh, having, having done a hundred pieces you know, and we, we, we keep talking, well, what are we going to do with them? And, and we're, we're, we're starting to think about ways that we might be able to even um, profess them more, you know. And, uh, and so we've been talking about that. But they're all on YouTube. And uh, have, they've been edited and put on YouTube. So, Yeah, so you can go to dina-marie.com. And on the front homepage, it says, YouTube, Our Energy Matters. And it'll click on, it'll take you to Anthony Mana. And we have a hundred Zoom meetings, YouTubes about, now I used to say chakra talk and I would do something on online by myself, but now it's nice to converse, collaborate with you about the chakras and how the more we talk about them, you and I, the more powerful they become and the more we understand them and the more we use them and, and clear them. And it, it and that's what it was like the other day, yesterday at the gym, somebody mentioned how much they love those, um, Facebook posts I do or the Instagram and the chakra yeah. prescriptions and he goes now more than ever we need to hear that and I said you know every morning I do it for myself especially recently I really feel like I need to just start my day on a positive note and remember yeah. remember how important it is to look up or to count my blessings um to reach out to people and gosh because we forget and and the world's getting super heavy I have to say that so when it gets heavy it's more likely that we'll forget so we the the what they call the the illusion you yeah. know that illusion so we have to lift our spirits more than ever i think well and, and what happened was i started i mean you know your other title is the art of crystal reading you know and i thought now what is she talking about there and of course now the crystals have become so important because you've read me if you could put it that way several times you know, and then I follow in your book, I follow you as you're working with people to have them choose their crystals and then, you know, place them, pla place them in such a way that they come to some realizations about where they are, where they want to be, 
where they were, you know, and, and it includes children too, you know, along the way. And so there are stories all the way through your book that I just find fascinating. I mean, especially as a story maker that I'm trying to be these days, um, you know, so, well, you know, I'm, I'm looking at those stories and I'm realizing how illuminating they are in terms of what we can do uh, to reach into our souls and find ways to be, you know, to, to profess ourselves. And, and one of the stories you pointed out to me, and it's just relevant to our show about self-love today, is that it was a little boy. And it was when I first started collecting crystals and I wanted them for my chakra, um, my chakra bowl is what I used to call it. And every time I went somewhere, I'd pick a rock and whoever gave it to me or I bought it from, or it told a story about where I was at that time in my life. And it was down in Seattle, curiosity shop. And uh, there was tons of stones and I was like a little kid myself, but I was sitting next to a little boy and he kept picking um, blue ones, blue ones, blue ones. And he had a whole bunch lined up. And so I said, pick a, pick a rock for me and I'll take it home for my crystal bowl, which is silly that I said that out loud. And his dad turned around and he handed me a pink one. So he wasn't really being true to himself. He was drawn to pink. He was drawn to a feminine color that his dad probably wouldn't have let him buy. Does that make sense back then? Oh, yes, of course. Because those little subtleties in terms of who we are and what we, and what we represent in our heart and soul. I mean, those sometimes they, they can produce a lot of tension a lot of stress because you 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 speak in a certain way you move in a certain way you know all those gestures and all those little pieces that um you know that i've heard you know about myself for example um you know and um you know i think that that uh, having you know being uh, being a young boy and making some of those choices you know, can really can really lead to a lot of ten, a lot of stress. You know, and that's why I think it's so wonderful for anybody in the world of children's literature, where I spend a lot of my time. The books that are coming out in terms of you know who are you, who do you want to be in terms of your own sexuality, it's mm -hmm. such a beautiful, beautiful movement. Although many people want to ban it, but it doesn't matter. It'll it'll persist because you know people will find those books and help kids come to the recognition of who they are, of whom they are. <laughs> of whom they are. Whom. And you know, another story popped into my head that's not in the book, but I used to have 200 pounds of polished stones at a farmer's market, and the kids would pick their favorite rocks, and then I would read the moms and do chakra readings with husbands. The whole family, actually. It was a family affair. And one little boy, he just got all rose quartz, a huge bag of rose quartz. And I just looked at the mom and the mom goes, yeah, he is super sensitive. He, he doesn't like the normal school. So they actually put him in a different school where he can be more creative and social and more of himself. And I, that's, that's kind of a, a success story, you know, that the mom was aware that he was that way and she was okay. And he got to be himself. And so I just thought that was, you know, that's a, that's a positive note about, you know, some parents do allow their children to thrive and be themselves. And that's where we're like going to talk about self-love is over time when you give pieces of yourself away, that's where you get that dis-ease in the block chakras. Mm -hmm. Whether it's your throat chakra, your heart chakra, your solar plexus where you feel powerless or, you know, that's uh, uh, the throat chakras where you're unable to express how you feel or any of your ideas and you just keep your mouth shut and get sore throats. But yeah, so do you want to read your piece today? Yes, I do. I, uh, I, I, 
I mean, I, I, when you asked me to co-host, I thought, well, what's on my mind is self-love because that, uh, that has, you have opened the way to my thinking about self-love, you know, and I, and I, 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 yes, I will. I, I, I will read from my writing. Uh, what I did first of all was to go to, I, I was a little on the academic side. And so I went to, I went out there looking for people's understanding of what self-love means. And, oh, did I ever hit something so close to home? Because it says self-love defined as love of self or regard for one's own happiness or advantage. Now, I would just like to leave it there, but of course not. It has been conceptualized both as a basic human necessity and as a moral flaw akin to vanity and selfishness, synonymous with conceitedness, egotism, narcissism, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. However, throughout this century, self-love has adopted a more positive connotation through pride parades. There we go. Self-respect movement, self-love protests, the hippie era. <laughs> <laughs> I can relate to, I was right there in the middle of that. The modern feminist movement, absolutely as well as the increase in mental health awareness that promotes self-love as intrinsic to self-help and support groups working to prevent substance abuse and suicide. Isn't it there? Now, isn't that a beautiful range, you know, that I, yeah. that I found that passage and, you know, I put it at the very top of the, of the passage that, then that I wrote about this. And uh, so I said, I gave it a topic. I said, uh, that it's the pathways to self-love is what I'm trying to, to trying to find. And I and I read a description from your book right away, and it's a quotation: self-love is associated with the heart chakra, and its color is pink. Having yourself, I'm sorry, loving yourself is a prerequisite for healing those around you. And that that passageway, you know, from from your your inner love and then reaching out to others because it does happen that way doesn't it so i said here we go dina marie our spirit lifting exploration of mindfully alert soulfully aligned spiritually enlightened pathways to self-love as laid out in the chakra powered crystal electrified domain you lovingly graciously constructed an illumination by revered illumination in your book our energy matters the art of crystal reading where where you invite soul searchers like me to learn how to manifest their heartfelt intentions i mean that's exhausting <laughs> you know so much, so much homework <laughs> i know no but it's by the time i get down to the the heartfelt intentions, you know, which has also become some somewhat of a program for me after having, you know, spent time with you thinking about what a heartfelt intention can be in a given day, you know, and it's become so important. Folks, let's open with a glorified awareness of the manifestation, the durable significance of self-love. As her seekers, that is, as Dina Marie's seekers, we meditate on the, on the intuition which guides her angelically 
to make this life alert, calming pronouncement in the midst of the chaos that surrounds our daily reckonings. Here are her self-love 101 thoughts, creeds, and beliefs. Without, and I'm quoting from page 16 if you want to know, without conscious connection with our own inspiration, we only have so much universal life force energy to give away before we deplete ourselves completely. We have to take the time to feed our spirits, then we can give to others. Taking a little time for yourself can refuel you energetically so you can continue to assist the ones you love. And so when you go to the heart chakra in your book, and this, this is right, right from that page, the, the fourth chakra, air, love, connectedness, group, consciousness. Do you love yourself just as you are today? Are you able to forgive and let it go? Do you feel connected to everyone around you? Can you give unconditionally to yourself and others? Can you, without thought, reach out and touch someone in need? And my God, if we could live that, if we could live those prerequisites, the world would change. Loving yourself, she wrote, Dina Marie wrote in Our Energy Matters, is a prerequisite for healing those around you. And, and may I boldly say to you then, what about to heal yourself? I so have then, to say, yeah, but I have to say real quick about that heartfelt intention. You know it, like after our conversations, how our heart feels, and, and we're doing it because we enjoy it. How many times during the day do we do things that aren't heartfelt, that we feel forced to do, and that's energy? Yeah, yeah, that's so true. And I mean, it's, well, your show is called, you know, it's uplifting the spirit, you know. I sense this challenging exchange of loving kindness in the sanctuary of her book, uh, and it is this. Recognize and acknowledge the beauty and love in yourself, and you'll recognize and acknowledge the beauty and love in others. Gaze inward with the eyes of your soul, and then go outside and look up. <laughs> and and that, that has become so important to me because, you know, I live on eight acres in with woods, you know, and... Um, and, and sometimes I would go out there because there's so much work to do here. I would be grumpy, gracious, grumpy, you know, and then I, but the idea of going out and looking up all of a sudden, it just, it's, it's a completely different perspective because you feel like you're taking off, you know, it's, it, it's, it's almost angelic in terms of, you know, relating yourself to the universe out there in a way that it has been very uplifting and very cleansing to me. Well, and you're coming from the higher perspective. So most people, and, and we all do this, like you're, you start your treadmill and, and you realize you're not even aware of anything around you because your thoughts, you're thinking about what you have to do next, where you're going to eat, blah, blah, blah. And then one moment, like I know when I exercise and I look up, like I'm outside, the, the, uh, I see the green trees, I see the blue sky, whatever it is. And I look up and then everything starts to make sense. But most people live in their heads with them chatter so the monkey chatter what do you call that 
monkey, whatever it is. And, and it took me years and years, like as a triple Gemini to just shut up, just to steal my mind. And when you steal your mind and it's quiet, that's when you get to the higher chakras. And that's when you look up, equanimity kicks in and things start to make sense. And you're, you all of a sudden you relax. But if you're thinking about all your problems and you're not aware of the here and now, are we living? Not yeah. really. Exactly. And, and then also the breathing. I mean, everywhere I go, I mean, and anything I read in Buddhism or mindfulness or however, wherever, whatever avenue we take to come to some kind of self-awareness, it's always the breathing, you know, and it's, it's that, uh, in the one book that I read, I go back to this, uh, to the, his saying that, um, we we can learn to live and love in the openness of mind you know and uh and and, and basically what he's saying he says more about that he says and this is norman fisher he says uh do we have to always know everything can't we just let some things happen you know and wow you know that's for a person coming from an academic background for so many years, you know, just letting things happen. I mean, just living, living that, you know, manifest that in your daily life is, is very different, very radical. When I used to go to Kauai, I had the gift of getting up before the sun comes up and riding a bike on, it's eight miles of this beautiful on the water. And it was, it was, it was paradise. I mean, sometimes it was dead quiet, sometimes raging because of the ocean and the wind. Uh, but one day I would just remember saying, what, what do I need to do today? And they, and they said, and I could hear it clearly, just be, yeah. just be. And I know it sounds crazy to say it, but at that moment I understood, I don't have to do anything except for be present. And then when you're present, that's when the um, universe is always winking at you. It's always trying to get your attention about your intentions or your prayers. What do you want? And I want to meet kind, gentle, fascinating people. And on those days where I'm just in the present moment, um, I do, you know, I go astray. Like if something comes up with someone I love, I, I start thinking things I shouldn't think, but on really good days where we exercise and we breathe and we count our blessings and you know, you're on the dance floor and all of a sudden someone grabs your hand and you're, you're dancing around with somebody and it was magic. And that's how our relationship has been. This isn't something we planned or plotted, but man, I think it saved our lives and it's a gift, but we are, I don't know. God told me to have chakra talk with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that, that. Well, I mean, see, the one of the question, one of the questions I asked you in my writing here is I said, please remind us again and again, and I think you're doing that already, but I, let me just repeat myself. Uh, please remind us again and again of the relationship between self-love and chakra energy. So I always say there's green, which is when you give to other people, ultra, ultralistic, I can't say the word, but when you're, you, you give to other people, which I almost did too much you know in this lifetime i've given so much and then there's the part where you give to yourself so it's a balancing act and most people either give too much or take too much and so that's where you find the person with the big power chakra and maybe their hearts closed from tragedy from their childhood and they learn to you know kind of be the bullies and they, they'll prey on that you know nice little kid who's like the guy who had the pink stones they yes. might pick on him right because it's easy because he and plus he's got energy that they want they want that. And also domestic abuse is usually based on someone's heart is closed and someone's too open and it's easy to pick on them. So when your heart is balanced, it's less likely you're going to attract bullies. So that means the more you give to yourself, if you're a giver, 
the more balance you'll have in your heart. And then your energy shifts and people just don't pick on you anymore. <laughs> it's weird, but you know, you've got to also have that power chakra, which is below your heart. And, and, and sometimes you, like my son, he, he beat up the bully after being bullied for a whole year. He just, he goes, I think I lost it, mom. <laughs> but that bully started crying and left him alone and never hurt him again. And then the principal had like a whole um, assembly and, and a whole program based on anti-bullying before any school. I mean, and she took off with it. And so he made a difference, but he, he tried to not fight. And there's sometimes you do need to say, no, I don't want to do that. Get away from me <laughs> or, you know, so self-love is really saying no when you want to say no and saying yes, when you want to say yes, that's being true to yourself. Some that. people say, very, yeah, yeah. I, I, it's so important for me to hear. And then I think also the idea what this is leading me to because it's an issue in my own life has always been an issue in my life especially in my youth is is um the idea of uh what can i say of being proud of yourself you know expressing yourself in a way that's there here it is self-esteem you know it was always like an issue for me people would say to me well, you have so little self-esteem and I really didn't know what they were talking about. Well, because I was constantly putting myself down. And I think a lot of that came from the idea of uh, we were, in a sense, we were an underdog family because they looked at us as immigrants, you know, and that was half and half. I mean, my mother came from Italy. My father was here and was a very educated man and a journalist and everything else. But still the idea of my mother's accent and the fact that you know, she, she spoke mostly in Italian. And so people were constantly uh, drawing attention to that as though it were um, exotic, you know, and I didn't want to be exotic. I wanted to just be a person, you know, and so, you know, I would kind of hide myself um, on one level. And then because I'm a Leo, of course, I had, <laughs> I had to tap dance out onto the stage whenever I could could do that. But like you say, the fitting in, and we've all been there, right? Especially in school. If you don't fit in, you stick out. You stick out, you're going to get targeted, right? So I, it's, it's, I don't do it anymore. And now I don't fit in anywhere. <laughs> I don't know where I fit. The most important, I realize I love dogs. I love dogs and I love mother nature. I mean, it's the, e and my grandchildren. It's so easy to be with them. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of places I used to go to that I, I, I just don't fit in anymore because maybe it's too loud. There's too many people. And I just like, I love quiet, quietude. I love silence. It's my favorite. Oh yeah. No. And, and you know, we both talked to, we, we feel, I mean, in a sense, we feel that we were in the same monastery in a past life, you know, there you and, go. Then, and then I say out loud to everyone, I don't, you know, I'm not hiding it. I was studying to be a priest. And I was in a seminary and then I was in a monastery and I was in a place where we were allowed to talk an hour a day, two hours a day. It, it was just the way it was. And so that kind of contemplation, thank heavenly blessings that I lived through that because I was really out of control and I needed to find my way to myself to be proud of who I am. And uh, that led, you know, the idea of going off and living in that kind of uh, community, uh, you know, in a, a, a monastic community and 
you know, we talked about, we both loved singing Gregorian chant because it's so, you know, it's such a blessing. And it's a, it's the heart chakra. That's what it is. So you and I have this whole, um, gosh, we're, we're in sync. I want to talk about that, that we're going to go to the break. You're listening to lift your spirits with Dina Marie. Stay tuned. I want to be here now. Lift your spirits with me, Dina Marie, on Whidbey Island. I'll be a tour guide for your spirit and a travel agent for your soul. Retreats include a healing session for your body, your mind, and your spirit. You'll receive a Reiki session plus a chakra reading, experience a labyrinth in the woods, take a walk on the beach, and enjoy downtown Langley with me. Retreats are customized for you or a group of friends. You can visit dina-marie.com to connect with me today. Island time is waiting for you. Are you interested in natural remedies? Unlock the secrets of herbalism and traditional holistic healing modalities with the 12-month Herbalism Mentorship Program. I will be your mentor, Sharon Maureen. I have been practicing and teaching herbalism for three decades. Dive deep into the world of herbs each month. Learn their history, how herbs support your body, and even make your own remedies. I am also a nutritional consultant and life coach. I will be by your side and you will be mentored, but you will also be supported in healing your own body. Limited spots are available for this transformative journey, so seize the opportunity to deepen your connection to the healing power of herbs. Connect with me at SharonMaureen.com today to secure your spot and start your path to wellness with the Herbalism Mentorship beginning January 2024. Are your medical expenses increasing, but your health is not improving? True Health offers unique services where Kasara empowers clients with intuition, education, and proven resources. Better choices can be made when information is available. Now's the time to visit TrueHealth.com. That's T-R-U-Health.com. And schedule your appointment to achieve your health goals. Your body will thank you. Lift your spirits with us every Friday at 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. on 1150 a.m. KKNW Seattle. We will be introducing you to fascinating people, fun places to visit, and activities are guaranteed to lift your spirits. Miss a show? No worries. You can visit 1150kknw.com and click on our archive page or like Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie on Facebook for upcoming guests and events. To contact me, Dina Marie, visit dina-marie.com. Thank you so much for listening. No other station delivers this much variety. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie. And that's Clint McCune. And guess what? That's I Am Alive. So I picked that song for us today. <laughs> and, and we'll play that song and the whole song at the very end of the show. And it's clintmcewanmusic.com. I hope I, 
I, I used to have him on the show all the time. He's on or on Orcas Island now. Bless his beautiful heart. Um, with me is Anthony Manna. Welcome back, Anthony. Thank you so much for having me here. I, I mean, the fact that uh, I'm co-hosting once a month is such a treasure for me, you know, because we get a chance to keep exploring what has what has turned up because I started associating with you and your book. And so we're talking about self-love today. I think, and I, I wanted to add a few actions that support a joyful state of self-appreciation. And I, so what, I, I went out looking for what does, what actually does self-love mean? Well, for starters, it can mean talking to and about yourself with love. That's right, almost right from your book. Prioritizing yourself. That's that very first sentence up there in one of those sections where you're you're saying, come on, you gave too much and look what you're doing. You're 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 depleting yourself, giving yourself a break from self-judgment. Hallelujah. <gasps> <laughs> Holy smoke. You know, and what do I say that for? Because judgment, it was like years in academic world was you you were being judged, judged, judged. Those student evaluations, I mean, they just plastered you up against the wall. And then sometimes they were really wonderful. Trusting yourself, being true to yourself, being nice to yourself. How often has that come up? You know, the fact that I'm going to be kind to myself today. That's my heartfelt intention. How can I be kind to myself today? That's my heartfelt intention. Setting healthy boundaries. That's right out of your book. You know, and uh, if, and then finally, I say my last one is forgiving yourself when you aren't being true or nice to yourself. And we talked about this a couple of weeks ago in our, our uh, weekly conversation about the shame that I have for, for having, um, I, I want to use the word abuse, but it wasn't physical abuse, thank God. And it, I don't even know if it was emotional abuse, but it was just the idea of rejection of another person, you know, and um, su surprising that person with that rejection, which I felt was empowering me, but it wasn't at all. It was making it stayed with me. The, the shame of it stayed with me for so long that it led me to therapy and the therapist who was absolutely a marvelous human being who led me to mindfulness, who led me to you know, the idea of, of of a Buddhist way of thinking, and it really didn't matter whether it was a Christ way of thinking or, uh, you know, a Talmudic way of thinking. It was just moving into a spiritual realm to kind of cleanse yourself, you know. And well, I remember yourself. that time you were so hard on yourself for something that happened so long ago, and that was practicing self-love. And, and when you practice self-love, most people aren't going to like it because what people want is what they want when they want it. And if you're always giving that, then you become that martyr victim person. But we were talking about what, what if you want to stay for that with that person just to be so they're happy, then you're not yeah. being true to yourself whatsoever. And you wouldn't be as happy as you are now. And in my childhood, up to probably the last last 10 years, I've changed. But my kids even say that I would take in every stray, every I mean, most of the men I dated, I didn't want to date them. They just kept coming around. <laughs> Yeah. The ones that won were the ones that were the most beaten up, like, you know, a, a stray dog. And I'm not trying to be mean to any of my exes, but it was like, they needed my help. And still, sometimes I get texts, Dina, I need you. Dina, I need you. It's never like, hey, Dina, how are you today? 
would you like to go to lunch? I'm having more of that now. But back then it was always like, what can, they're reaching out because they want something from me. They need me. I've, I can't tell you how many times I heard my message. I need you, Dina. You know, and sometimes, you know, a good friend does need you, but not when it's always them giving or getting and you being drained. So you would stay with that person for whatever reason. Who would you be today? Yeah, well, I mean, that's the point. I would, I, I, I mean, what, what, what happens is you, you grow into unhappiness. You, be, you become so familiar to unhappiness that, you, that it numbs you. There you go. And you think that, I mean, in one situation I was in, in a relationship, I was there to save this person. What a disaster that was. You know, I mean, it was just so traumatic, you know, and when I had to, when I had to break that up, it was very difficult. I say here, we know that self-love motivates you to make healthy choices in life. We just said it. When you hold yourself in high esteem, you are more likely to choose things that nurture your well-being and serve you well. These things may be in the form of eating healthy, exercising, or having healthy relationships. I mean, that, you know, we, and how often do we talk about the fact that we both love to exercise, you know, and um, that it's, it's essential. I mean, it's like a foundation for us to survive in a way, you know, and people will, will ask me that, you know, why, why at my age, am I still treadmilling and, and power walking and, you know, whatever. <laughs> Because it makes you feel good, and that's your your heart chakra and your power chakra. And I, my first husband didn't want me to work out. He didn't like me working out. He didn't want me to leave the house. He didn't want me to go to the gym. And that was the one that in my healing work. Those are the two things, and my children. Uh, I like those are the three things that I definitely put my foot down and said yes to because I, you said it, essential. I needed to exercise it. Say it has saved my life many, many times because of the energy you get from it after the, after it's like a drug. It's a, it's a healthy drug, you know, and we only do it maybe an hour a day, but it's just enough to get me to the next day. And if two days go by and I don't exercise, I feel sad and it's yeah. hormones or whatever it is, but I need it. And if somebody tries to take it away, I, I do fight for that. I fight for my exercise. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, 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 I understand exactly. I mean, that's why I keep, I wake up at 530 in the morning, you know, and, and get to it. I mean, it's, it's either moving toward my story that I'm working on these days, uh, again, you know, uh, trying, trying to create that reality of a story and, uh, and praising myself for it, you know, uh, allowing myself to say, okay, you can make these choices in this story as you make the choices in your life. You know, for the characters that I'm creating, they're sometimes so screwed up and so in need of my assistance, <laughs> you know, or I come at 5.30 in the morning and I start, you know, I, like yesterday I was on the treadmill for an hour, you know, and I mean, it's, it, it, it just, gosh, you feel like well, you want It's all your chakras spinning and I got my cheat sheet because everyone said I need, I didn't know how to, to do a cheat sheet. I didn't even know what a cheat sheet was, but she goes, you need a cheat sheet. And I was exercising and the light bulb went on the aha moment. I saw it in my mind's eye and I even made it myself. I didn't get a graphic designer or anything. I just, I saw a picture of it in my mind. So my chakras were spinning when I was practicing self-love because I'm exercising. 
right? And then you get to a point where if you do that each day, whether it's count your blessings, set your attention and do something you really, really enjoy, enjoy, then that's when spirit gets through. And if spirit's getting through, you get synchronicities. And I can guarantee every time I love myself, even though I used to feel guilty, now I don't, I just do something good for myself, then I'll get, oh gosh, you know, and it's, it's such a crazy thing when you get a bunch of money and you didn't do anything. <laughs> ah, I know I'm just going to say, I'm going to say I was not doing very well with my ex-husband. I'd lost myself. I didn't even know who I was. And actually my last person that was in my life wrote a song called you wanted the world, but you got me. Okay. <laughs> just think about that, that cycle of me losing myself and the other person's much better off than I am. And so there was a point where I knew something was wrong and I ran away to Kauai and I was teaching my chakra classes. And when I got back, everything I wrote down, I'd gotten. But the most important thing is a week later, I got $12,000. And it yeah. was because of, of a, an insurance policy uh, when, when I was born, you know, my, my father passed, no one knew it about, about it. It was probably my grandfather that ha put it out there. But long story, make it short, I was rewarded by doing something super scary <laughs> saved my life, you know, because after that, I, the light bulb went on. I saw that he was actually cheating on me and I'm no longer with that person. But what if I hadn't taken that chance, listened to spirit, you know, but the universe always gives me a little, not a wink, the reward. It's a reward. Every time you love yourself, you buy flowers, you dance, you spend time with your grandchildren doing what you love or even time alone. Some people, I can't remember. It was so hard to find time alone as a mom, but I made it with the exercise. Yeah, that's that's important. And it, it, the contemplation, I mean, I, I think I notice the difference in me between the days that I meditate and the days that I don't, you know? And then sometimes, you know what I'm doing lately? I'm saying to myself, the meditation, does it always have to be sitting down? I mean, why can't I be, because I'm, we're, you know, we're taking down the garden now because it's the fall and we have to put things away and stuff. And I'm out there and I'm thinking, this, this, this could, this is my meditation right now. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in, I'm, I'm working within nature. I'm, I'm listening, listening to what it's telling me about what I need to do to clean this act up so that we can go into hibernation for the winter and then renewal in the spring. Is that not a meditation in itself? I mean, dear Lord, yes. <laughs> is a meditation yes and so you know i can't believe you're talking you were just before you started talking about the the ch chakra cheat sheet try to say that 20 times uh, <laughs> uh i was looking at the cheat sheet it's right in front of me and you know why because one day when i was looking at the cheat sheet i saw the colors for the first time for example the heart chakra green and pink so then, and then I went down, I, I have the heart, the throat is turquoise, solar plexus is yellow, sacral is orange, the root is red or black. And I started thinking about this and I started writing a, a litany. I, I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I, it starts off like this. I see green, maturity wisdom patience i told you so read the color consume the color richness empowers it to empower you 
And then I went to the heart. And I, I was even, I, I just I just took off with this. I see pink, self-love, kindness, affection, heart, heart, heartfelt, feeling, love. Love, angel lady. That's you. One. <laughs> now we're going to dance. Angel lady. One, two, three, four. Spread. Then again, spread. Slowly. The crystallized flash, flicker, flare, glint. Ratatat, tatatat, tatatat, rat, a moon, sun, wind, rain, in you, angel lady, in you, it all and always conjures soul light, spirit light, brilliant epiphanies for the man at your door, the lady at your window, the child in crisis in the circle of yes. Awakened all to revelations like this revelations like this and this goes right back to self-esteem you are the worthy one you are the color of all you need to be now and forever and forever alleluia alleluia amen, amen. <laughs> so that was my that's my litany and then i go on i won't read all of them today because i want to save some of them they, it took a but, lot but if the listeners understood this was during a time where we weren't supposed to talk to people in person. We weren't, uh, I was, uh, some of these, I was sitting in my car getting ready to take a hike and there was nobody anywhere. And the first one I remember was I was at the soccer fields and it's empty, right? And, and I'm in my car getting ready to take my walk and you and I have our phone call and then you, you read those and you talk about dancing and all of a sudden the trees are swaying and then the sky turns blue. And then I'm like, this is so bizarre. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like we had our own little universe going on, our multiverse, and we were keeping our higher chakras in tune together. And, and then it, that got us through because I, like I told you, I wasn't feeling good. Maybe Monday, I was in a funk. You call it a grand funk. And then my voice said, oh, but after you talk to Anthony, you always feel better. <laughs> and and your, your your partner says that to you too when you're in the yeah. grand funk. So we yeah. know that this is something that's good for us. Now, if there's there's some people right now, I'm kind of like I'm growing apart from them, and, and and I'll be honest, they want me to go to, to to concerts with them in in Seattle and stuff, and it just I just don't want to. But they keep trying to convince me, right? And I just keep saying no, and and I I think that's good, you know. I like small venues, and but if I went, I know I wouldn't have fun. <laughs> Because I'd be going for them, not me. So that's not practicing self-love. That's wonderful. And I mean, and yeah, I can't believe that I wrote, there's another piece that I wrote here going all the way back to 2021. And I say, she, meaning you, set off on a shared path through crisscrossed, double patterned wood, bent branch, dancing dancer to the choreographer, swift breezed. She danced liquid colors. This I learned watching, 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 as she offered a Eucharist of memories dripping in a sparkle of colors. <laughs> and I'm going to compare it to when you were a child and, and someone sat with you and re read to you. And, and that is the most, you, you are so for that. That's what you work for, is sitting with someone and then painting pictures with words and you using your third eye to imagine. So that is magic. That is how you keep your kids chakras is, is by having conversations, nothing in front of you telling you what to see. Right. You know, it's when you read and maybe even my eyes are closed and I'm thinking about what you're, I'm painting a picture and you and I could read the same book 
and see the same characters in totally different hair color, sizes, shapes, and whatever. But that's our imagination. And when we take that away from our children, which is what we're doing, everything's right in front of them, telling them what they need to see. This third eye, especially video games, turns off. Another one is the media and the news. It turns it off. And you and I can't get intuition or inspiration if it's turned off. So turn off the television, pick up a book, have Anthony read to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or you, you, you telling, you leading me, you know, you leading me through the cheat sheet. You know, we've done that several times. We start at, we start at the crown and we work our way down or start at, start at the root and work our way up, you know. And then one more way is that the art of, uh, art of visiting. So when you're telling me about your childhood, I'm seeing you as a children, as a child with your parents. And so that's my imagination. But when you sit and talk to people, like when I get there early and I visit with Benny and he talks about his kids and, you know, how they're doing in school and where, where they went on their vacation, my third eye is tuned up. So I'm like almost seeing Benny on vacation. I'm seeing, you know, you in your garden just now when you were talking about that, putting things away. So I, I know when I did hypnotherapy, a lot of people don't have that. They don't have that that chakra open so they're just listening but they're not imagining you know but the more you talk to people you don't know the more you sit with someone and have coffee then it opens up again not on texting not on emails right well yeah and i mean i think it takes a great deal of imagination to be there you know and uh i, I mean i think when i'm writing a story i'm i i, I have to imagine the universe I have to imagine a universe, you know, and uh, and it's uh, it's very healing in many ways, you know. I mean, even when I get stuck on, you know, how to say it, it's it's the exploration of that which is leading me to a heart consciousness, and you know, the idea of the openness of mind, you know. And you're and writing. Your writings keep. It's a chakra prescription, you know. You exercise and then you write. That's how you start your day and set your intentions. That's, yeah. that's, that's it. That's the, the prescription. And if people could just find that one thing they love, tune up their higher chakras, whether it's coloring with your grandkids or that intention board or anything creative is another, you know, anything creative keeps the higher chakras going. Um, you know, there's, there's times I just don't do anything creative, but that's what I got to get back to. Just coloring with somebody. Just having, you know, conversation, the art of conversation and coloring with my granddaughter. We just did the Aura's Angel, the whole book. Oh, oh, okay. And then we talked about, because their dog passed away, we talked about where, where your spirit goes. out. It was just a really super cool uh, conversation with my 13-year-old grandson and my 7-year-old granddaughter. And the parents walk in, they're like, what did you do to my kids? <laughs> they're just sitting there with you visiting. <laughs> I was like, we, oh, and Ethan said, we're, we're having a deep conversation. That's, oh. that's what he said. <laughs> so... Well, Anthony Manna, I just want everyone to know that they can reach you at anthonymannabooks.com and you can get to me, dina-marie.com, but also our YouTube's there. So if you go to dina-marie.com, you can see our Energy Matters YouTube. And if you're not feeling like your spirits are lifted, you can just click on one of them because I've been doing that lately. I did it at the gym the other day because the news was, you know, being talked about and I just needed something to make me um my spirits lifted and and it actually helped because really doing the youtubes reminded me and like i said you were a gift because each week i probably would probably during that that dark time i wouldn't even have picked up my book without you you know 
Yeah. Well, I mean, not, but I think it's reciprocal, isn't it? Because the book was there for me to explore, you know, and uh, start realizing, uh, you know, as I say there, the choreography of it, you know, and the, and the dance of it. I mean, it's, you know, we both love dancing and uh, it, it's, it's one of the other ways to manifest your heartfelt intention. And we both live in like kind of cabin, like my grandkids love my cabin. It's just so cozy and fun, but in the acreage and Anthony and I've never met in person, but I don't think I've known anybody more in my whole life. It's just, and again, we had that Alicia Michelle do our astrology and she brought it to, you know, at least two lives in the um, church as a family members. And, and like, this is a woman that didn't know us six months before we started talking about it and, and bringing up the Gregorian chant and how we love the garden and, it's just magical. Absolutely. Always going back to the alchemist, the magic of the alchemist, the, tr the transformative magic of the alchemist. Oh God, I could go on. Should I carry on the sentence? No, <laughs> do not carry on the sentence. Well, it's you're going to be with me uh, the first Fridays of the month. We're going to do Chakra Talk, Our Energy Matters. And I'll just say it is the, is a, it's a joy and it lifts my spirit. So thank you, Anthony. No, thank you, my dear. And uh, we'll just be keep being in touch, as they say. Yep. Yep. Our I'll talk to this weekly, week. Our weekly conversations. Uh, we just kind of. What do I always say to you at the end? I say that was about the quickest hour I ever spent in my life. <laughs> we're like no, but yeah, Zoom cuts out and we're over. It's over. Hell, it's, it's over. It's oh, over. Well, thank you, Anthony, and I want to thank Benny Mathers. Um, we're going to end the show with Clint McEwen, I Am Alive. And um, Don, Dr. Joe Thaumuller is going to be on next week. And he's one of the authors I interviewed during the pandemic, just like you. So I'm pretty excited to have him on. So sure. join us next week for more people, places, and activities that will lift your spirits. I can't imagine the moment of breaking out through the silence. All the things that we both might say In our hearts they will not be denied Until we're both on the same damn side And the future is here today She came to me In a dream last night It was a little dark, it was hard to see out of the black she whispers my name in a voice as hot as the flame she leaned close to me and asked me to dance she said boy this might be your last chance stand close to me now I look right in my eyes tell me how bad do you really want to Touch the sky. I am alive. I will sing. I will dance and scream. I am alive. And I will be who I want to be here now.
beside himself at a table near the window near the door and I stop and think to myself did he ever really want more and did he laugh did he live and did he love and forgive did he yell just as loud as he could Back and say all the things you wished. 